<laughs> okay. Somehow today I wanted to start by asking you questions. And, and I wanted to go into this territory of, of building your circle. And, and, and what are you, because, I mean, this is a possibility, possibility team for, for space holders. And of course we can be holding space for many different things and, and also many different parts of our lives. And, and at the same time, this is also a possibility team for space holders who are holding space for transformation. So I look at you and I get a sense that each and every one of you deliver a form of transformation. So is anybody consider that they do not hold space for transformation? Okay, okay, okay. So the thing is to actually hold space for transformation. I mean, you can hold space for transformation for yourself, but the, the purpose is would be to hold space for other people and the other people transforming, transforming or putting a space of transformation for other people. And your archetypal lineage, your bright principles, your clarity, your distinction, your um, downloads really only come, they're not for you. They're not for us. Well, the clarity that we receive, they work on us, but they're not for us. And they're actually really for the, the people in front of us in this. So then there's this tube that happens between the source and us being the space for which the source can do its work. Hello, Bouquet, we're, we're started. So you're, you're jumping on the train. Okay, we can't hear you yet. So you might wanna do something with your microphone. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, hello and thank you. <clears throat> Great, so I was saying that this, the, the amount of download and clarity and possibility that can, or whatever your bright principles are, can come through you really depend on the, the, the circle, the people that are in front of you and have necessity. So most of what, in, in my experience, and I don't know if that's also experience, is most of what I deliver, I don't know about until somebody asks a question. Somebody has a necessity and then because of the necessity, then it can come through. And, and so this, then it's a crucial element to actually have necessity for you to be able to do your work in the world. So I sort of wanna ask, like question, the question is, how are, you, how are you building your circle? How are you doing building your circle? What's, how are you, uh, what's not working? Where you're struggling? And where do you need possibility in terms of creating this necessity for your work of transformation to come through you. And, and it could be stuff like, you know, I, I was just looking at you, Phyllis, it could be, well, maybe you're delivering transformation to people, but maybe you would want to deliver transformation to other people. You know, maybe the people you're delivering the transformation is actually not really your, your, your alley or something like that. Or yeah. Yeah, so I'm holding space for maybe four people right now. Um, only, well, at, four, at least four people in a definitive way and probably a few others in just a, a, a happenstance way. And I just, I just, I'm filling out paperwork right now and spoke with a woman about 
working with um, some of the Afghani people that just came here. And, and so I'm hoping, I'm hoping to start with just telling, helping them with their medical needs, but then eventually go into holding space for some of the PTSD and feelings that are present. So I, I don't know if I haven't said that to the woman that I'm speaking to, but that's what's in my mind. Cool. Okay. So that's a whole, it's a whole new necessity opening, opening now for you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'm, I'm asking is, you know, who are you delivering your transformation to? And in this, <clears throat> this, this consideration of, um, I don't know how, God, I'm letting people in. Yesterday, I held space for a process in a fear club 2.0. Some of you were in there called the fear of possibility. And I was in such liquid state after that. I, I, <clears throat> I did not know that I could hold a space like that or that, that particular space. And, and I, I, could, I could feel a whole new part of my space holding or my being or my presence kind of like had to, had to come through for that process to be delivered. Like I had no choice. Otherwise I wouldn't, it, I would have not held space for it. And, and so it's this, okay, but it's only because there was 20 people on the, on the other side who had the necessity and, and the, and the thing that came through, it didn't come through before it came through while I was holding space for the process. And so anyway, I'm also asking about how you are protecting yourself from transformation or from your own change by not, uh, uh, by not having the necessity, by not creating the necessity across from you. And then you wouldn't have to change so much because the request wouldn't be so strong or powerful or uh, nonlinear. Something like that. I've just started my child <coughs> ego decontamination process. And one of the things I've noticed that I kind of relate, I think I relate to child ego state is that when there's a moment to talk about myself and what I do, I become small and a bit scared. And basically I'm just afraid to overdo it or to pretend like I'm important or so I keep myself small. And so then I don't basically tell any legends or deliver something that makes people interested as in I'm afraid I'm afraid to I don't know there's it's very there's a lot of lack of clarity something like I don't want to be a manipulator and sometimes it happens like when I was on the airplane to get here somebody sat, sat next to me and I started sharing from something that was going on for me and they found it very interesting and they asked a lot of questions and then, sorry, and then this thing happened that, that it came through because there was somebody who wanted to receive it. So when someone wants to receive it, I, you know, I'm there, but to try and create necessity is, is challenging. And I basically, I don't do it. And I'm, I'm really on this verge of, I'm going to send out a newsletter. I'm going to do it, but it's, it's still like, it's like this meteorite and there's like resistance. Uh, 
Yeah, and, and, I, and I think what happens why I don't send the newsletter is because I have to be sure that what I say in the newsletter is going to be really interesting. And yeah. Yeah, so I put on, I put on, I, I press on the break in, in memories. Okay, I mean, just while you were speaking, there was already, you know, a couple of emotional healing processes that seem obvious to me, at least. I mean, and, and one of like one, the last one that you said, it's about, I'm going to be sure that it's going to be interesting. And that sounds a lot like school, you know, I'm, I'm going to be graded on what I'm saying, or, or, you know, you didn't really say that, but I, I remember that fear for myself. It was this fear of, if I put something in writing, then I'm attackable. Because if I speak it in a conversation, you know, people are just listening and, and it, whatever it's not in writing people can say you said this right there and i have the proof and it's there so i needed to go through that fear which is basically a witch burning type fear you know if i'm attacked then i'll be burned at the stake i'll be and so that's one fear one process and something else for you Naomi, because i've i've heard you just say that a lot and i'm wondering how you're working with it but this fear of manipulation so you, you have this huge fear of manipulation and, and can you, have you worked with that about, um, you know, what, what part is unconscious and what part is conscious and what part is serving you and what part is not serving you? No, I actually haven't. And I'm seeing, yeah, it's a good idea to do that. I'm seeing it more clearly now because of how you reflected back at me. Great. Um, yeah, that's true. Okay. Because it might be worth an article because I've met some people, not really a lot of people, but some people who have a very similar fear and, and, and there's complete use in that, you know, because the sword that goes against your neck of, I don't want to manipulate also goes the other way of um, low. <laughs> You're back. Boy. <laughs> um, it goes the other way around. It goes on the other side of, you know, not allowing other people to manipulate you. So it's not a fear to get rid of, but it's to get this part that is serving you and the part that is not. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Thank you. There's something that I discovered that's kind of similar to what Naomi was just talking about in some ways, but I notice it with, it's, uh, there's, the, there's a big part of me that when I'm, when I'm in a, in a service position or, or holding space that's so dedicated to that's so scared of doing a bad job so it's like this good job bad job kind of thing and and i and for a long time what i've tried to do is get better basically as a solution and i noticed that uh what's so i'd say that that is a huge barrier has been and and in some ways continues to be a huge barrier to just serving being really in front of people and serving and doing doing the work that really turns me on and the thing that i've started to the thing that started to happen more frequently and 
it's really what I'm paying attention to is totally forgetting about doing the better job and just letting the part of me that is so so uh, curious about transformation or so so interested in transformation, letting that part lead more. And I feel like I'm really at the beginning of that process because so much, like I said, so much of my time has been like, okay, I'm bad at this. How do I just get better at it? And it feels like I've been trying to construct a, uh, in terms of when I am with a person in my circle, trying to construct a persona that can deliver rather than this other thing. So that's kind of where I've been recently, is where I've been recently. Okay, and, and I mean, can you say how that's blocking you from building your circle? Or, 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 or building this necessity, if you want to call it like that. Well, okay, yeah, here's what, here's what I notice is that I am capable of creating dead spaces like very capable, this this like persona thing in me is capable of creating spaces that aren't really alive. And there are some people who want to be in those spaces or there's some people's boxes or whatever that want to be in those spaces. But in terms of like the rest of the world or the, the people I don't even know about or the, um, the people who want to be in turned on bizarre <laughs> uh, unknown spaces, it's, uh, I think I can't see them and they can't see me. I think there's, that's a way that it, that it hinders circle building is that there's some like no access point. Are you saying it's because of the persona or, or, or something else? Or, yeah. The persona or my, the, the unconscious dedication to, to creating really safe, not so dangerous spaces that maybe look a little like transformation, but mostly they're designed to keep me from actually going liquid and everyone else. This is what I'm sort of figuring out about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I mean, I, I want to tell you a story that when a couple, a few days ago, I, I held space for a couple of processes like in a row and the result at the end were just messy. It was just not clean and not clear. And I just like, fuck, you know, like not mess this up and and you know i was so i shared it with clinton and he said oh yes you know wh what are people going to do if you really solve all their problem you know who are people going to be if you really solve all their problem and you can have this clean clear powerful transformational process every time you know and and to get okay well actually what if it's not me you know what if it's that's the messy uh uh, unclear uh, what process was what was what was needed, you know, and I, and I try to consider that, to consider that, and, and and that I don't know. It gives me this freedom of movement of just messing it up, just and and yeah, something like that. Okay, somebody else about about your circle, how you're creating your necessity and what, how you, how do you already notice how you blocking creating necessity for whatever, the, the clarity, the download, the, the transformational force to work through you. I wanted to add that piece to what I said. And 
And what I'm what I notice is that I'm kind of terrified about making big commitments and like leaving, joining a group and being part of, even though I thrive in community, being part of, of a community. Um, because then I have no idea, I, I make a commitment that what if I don't like it and I get trapped. It's a feeling of being trapped. Mm. Yeah. So I know it's an emotional healing process. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great doorway. This, it's yeah. a great, because the sensation is gripping. Just like you say, I could feel the sensation, just you talking about it. Yeah. And it's so strong. It's, and it's not keeping, and it's keeping me in this place of unhappiness. I know I'm much happier outside of it and outside that part of my box. And uh, yeah. I mean, first one along, you know, um, parallel to doing the process, which might have a few layers um, of this, I commit and then I, what you're saying is you can't change your mind. You're not allowed to change your mind. And I know that's not accurate. And, and I, I just, I have this thing about following through and, and not disappointing people. So it's huge. It, you know, yeah. it, it's not, it doesn't sound huge. I can, I can set boundaries, but not in this situation. I'm, I become a little girl, you know, and. So, so wait, wait, first, I did what I wanted to say, yeah, what yeah, I, what I wanted to say is, is that that could be a practice for you to, to make a commitment to, and you, we make commitments all the time. You know, I'll, uh, let's meet at this time. I'll make breakfast. I'll bring this to the, this party. You know, let's go walk together. Like all of these are commitments, you know, that are more or less um, big in terms of time and intensity, but, but it could be a practice for you to just to write messages and to tell people I have changed my mind. And you use that <laughs> sentence. I've changed I'm my mind. I'm doing that. I am doing that for small things and it, and I can do that for small things. And then, so I, I have started doing that. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 and doing it, do it for bigger things when you notice this sh shit, I don't want to do this, but, but I have to, you know, when, when you feel this trap sensation, you get, and you get, you practice there, you know, with like yeah. bigger and bigger things. And it's such a powerful, it is such a powerful sentence to say, I have changed my mind. I'm, ha yeah. I'm having a do over. This is, you know, I am a, because, because you're evolving Phyllis. And so who you are, when you make the commitment is, will be different from the person that you are right now. And it's sort of for you, you're, you're, I, I did a little video story about it, but you're, you're like way below of, I'm going to keep my commitment, even if it's going to cross my boundary, or I don't make any commitments so that my boundaries don't get crossed. Okay. And basically you have to go really way above the line of breaking commitments that you could have kept that you might wanted to keep, but you, you basically have to, to, to go above the line, to change your mind. Mm. Uh, almost about everything you, you you know i'm gonna with yourself i'm gonna eat a salad you know what i'm, I'm changing my mind i'm gonna make a whole other meal even if there's a leftover salad in the fridge and i you know if i don't eat it it's gonna rot and 
and I'm, you know, I'm committed to not have rotten food. I'm changing my mind. I'm going to make pasta. You know, really stuff like that and, and throw out the salad. So ex yeah, extend the practice. Yeah. Okay. Great. You yeah. were going to say something else. You're, is it so? I, I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I can't seem to adjust my video so that I'm my physical body is visible, but maybe this is just who I need to be today. Um, okay. This is a really interesting question for me because I, I've been thinking about this thing that I learned he, here in these spaces and possibility management about creating the vacuum. And I notice myself bypassing the responsibility to express myself or put myself out there with the intuition or the sense or the assumption or the self-destructive belief even <laughs> that the people who need me will come to me. And that does happen, but it doesn't happen if I'm like, it only happens where people have access to the un, like the information and so I inhibit the expression of like for instance I've been building this website and waiting for the clarity to come through about how to succinctly express my context which is a mixture of possibility management and a number of other things and I notice right now it's it's still chaotic like the expression is not distilled enough for it to appeal to me and so I'm waiting like I'm, I'm not and then people are coming to me or I'm volunteering to hold space for people in spaces like this and people are even coming to me offering to pay me but there's like it's like I'm I'm leaning on that like I'm leaning on this like God idea that well if it's right it'll come and I don't need to put it out there as a way of avoiding the fear of actually putting something that's maybe imperfect or not totally perfectly clear and well packaged or beautiful or whatever it is that I'm trying to achieve. Maria, what's the like fear instead of just putting it out there? I'm, what's the fear really I'm about? Waiting. What's this fear of imperfection really about? About not being accepted. about feel it about I mean it, it it's actually kind of perfect to express in this space because one of my fears is is about even just putting it into this into the possibility management context so that there are other contexts involved in the work that I'm doing and so I'm afraid to be honest about those things in the possibility management context for fear that they won't fit or that there will be resistance to me offering uh, my, my context, which involves possibility management into the singular context of possibility management, like whether Maria, that's allowed, getting in trouble. Okay, so that's the fear, the fear of getting in trouble by some kind of authority figure. Some kind of authority yeah. figure will say, you're not allowed to do that. That's not, a, you know, it's not welcome here. Okay. But well, that's, I mean, that's a, a gate, you know, it's a great gateway for an emotional healing process because that probably happened. You put something that was imperfect 
and got a form of rejection, resistance, and and it, right now it's blocking you from your work. Yeah. Great. I mean, I was going to say, you know, when you said this belief, like you say, it's a self-destructive belief, the people will, will well, the people who need me will come to me. I mean, in that belief, there is so much trust in humanity. Like there's a, almost a naive trust in that people actually, uh, you know, uh, ask for what they need. And, and it's, a, you know, yes, you can have this, it's an intuitive, you know, connection with Gaia and the world and the universe. And 99% of the people are not connected to that. They are not. And so they don't have access to intuition, to whatever. And so it's, it's a kind of, a, it's a naive trust in that people are not dead zombies. This highlights even more for me the necessity of creating necessity because necessity is there. It's like you have to bring it out or connect to it. And that kind of, I sense something relaxed in me that then I would, then I feel less as a manipulator. I'm bringing something out that they're not going to be bringing out necessarily. So then I get curious, like, oh, what questions could I ask? You know, what conversations could I, could I start? Mm -hmm. Good. I want to hear from a couple more people and then I'd like to start maybe on a couple of different practices, but I, uh, bouquet. Yes. Um, I don't know if it is the answer of your question with the block, but I want to share like what is alive for me with this creating the circle. Uh, my heart is beating for bringing what I experience and learn through possibility management to Turkey and to Turkish speakers, Turkish language speakers. And at the same time, I'm nomad. So I'm living everywhere and I'm not settled. And last period, I was really thinking like, what is this about? I mean, to create the circle, uh, especially through online, uh, sometimes it, it makes me really sad because it's so limited. And, and at the same time, I'm not there physically. Uh, is it possible? Like this question was asking to myself, is it possible? Um, it's possible, but it takes really time. Like right now I'm in Switzerland, uh, EDE training, which called Ecovage Design Education. And here, this is the fourth time I hold space and, and it's amazing to experience okay. this, but at the same time, it's, yeah. Can I ask you a question? Like, so for, yeah. for example, I, I hear that there's, there's a wish to create a necessity in the Turkish speaking people. And there you are, your life echo, your choices brought you to eco-village design education. And so the question could be for you, how are you blocking in the context of the EDE to create necessity for what people really need? For what and what the value that you can really bring? I don't see any blockage here where I am actually. Great. So you are on fire 12 hours a day, providing possibility, healing, transformation, rage club, 
um, possibility team. Is that what you're saying? No, this is not what I'm saying, but in the concept where there isn't 12 hours of possibility management because the concept itself is something else. And, but there is a spaces where I can hold rage work, like anger work in the forest. There is a feelings work that I can be the one to hold space. So there are things that possibilities that are happening and I am on it somehow. So I don't see the blockage here where I am, but what I'm sharing is another thing that I want to create the circle in Turkey for Turkish speakers. And while I'm here fully opening this space for other people, it's hard to create the circle for Turkish speakers because I'm not there because the energy is flowing for other people. So this is something that I'm also questioning why I really want to do that. So this is where I am. So blockage is not here, but for what my heart was beating since a year, um, yeah, how to make this, if I'm not physically in Turkey, how I can create the circle? I mean, have you, have you asked for possibilities? Have you brought it to, you know, every, every space that you are emotional healing process about what's in the way of me building a Turkish circle? I actually had some uh, yeah, asking possibilities to two trainers, Cornelius and Lee Kumar, who were in the also team of bringing P uh, ETP to Turkey. And the answer is, I know, actually, it's just it takes so much time that um, probably a part of me is, is looking for more movement. Uh, it's a bit hard to say this, but it's, it's like a two different culture, two different languages, and at the same time creating two different circles. It's uh, the blockage comes is like a take a decision, like a, or there or here, or for Turkish people or English speaker. So it's somehow this is where I feel. Do I have to choose? Can I do both? So, the, so Buket, one of the questions that you can bring, you know, and here that it would be a space for this. So let's see if we have a space for possibility. But the, your question could be, how can I have this and that? Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's the, the fact that you need to choose is just because you, you haven't become the person who can have this and that. So then your question is, how can I become the person to have to create both a circle in Turkey and uh, doing my work with eco villages and my circle of people in, in, in English speaking spaces. Mm -hmm. And if your orientation was from this or that, then that that's where you are. You're at this block point. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, who do you need to be to be both? Because, you know, to have both, because, you know, what you're saying is it's hard and I don't have enough time. And really, all of these are excuses. You know, those are basically child ego stake excuses. Like, yeah, everything we do is hard. The path is hard. This is why we're on the path. You know, otherwise we'd be doing, we'd be having an easy, safe job in a corporation, whatever. So it's a choice to have, to have it hard challenges. So to use it as an excuse, um, it's like, it's against your, your purpose. So it would it's sort of like you haven't got to the point of what do you mean by it's hard? What's the fear? What's the emotion? What's the, 
thought where, what's the conclusion? Mm, when I mentioned the word of hearts, I can see now by hearing you that it's not hard what I want to do. It's just mm, hard to see myself that I have to choose. So your question was perfectly actually bringing me to what I'm looking for. Like, how can I be in both places? The question is, who do you have to be? So it's, how, it's not how can you be in both places, is who do you have to be so that you have this and that? You might want to write the question down. Who do you have to become? I don't have to become anything. I, I am just myself. I cannot be something else than what I am right now. Or is that so? I, why I have to be something. This is the question, like, I don't have to be something or someone. I don't think you get the question. Okay, You're still in maybe. the decision of, do I need to be here or I need to be there? Yeah. And what I'm saying, the question is, who do you have to become? Who do you need to be? If you want to skip the have, who do you need to become? As your being, who do you, what does your being, what is the shape of your being needs to take so that you have this and that? You might want to write it down and work with it. Okay, I will write it. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Aquarius. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I don't talk about my work to people anyway. I don't express it out there in the world. I've been playing small for the last year. I don't, I don't post about it. I don't talk about it. Recently, it, it was in the way that I talk about it is in a, for me, it's about how I talk about it. That's what seems to be where my circle's not. That's the first place. The first thing I say to people is a shocking phrase. That's how I explain to them what my work is, what their necessity might be. So I'm not, there's, I don't express, I don't talk about it. And when I do, I put it in a way that it doesn't create any necessity over there. It creates fear. Okay, so you're, you're doing this, let's say, let's say you're doing this to somehow protect yourself. What would be, what are you protecting? What are you, what is the, the fear that helps you protect? What are you protecting? I'm protecting that I'll be rejected or strange for what I offer. I'm protecting my presence in the world. I'm protecting how I show up, I'm protecting my image. Okay, what image, what, what is the image? What image are you protecting? What I'm hearing is that I can be a psychic and I can be grounded, that psychics aren't weirdos, that there is a necessity in what I bring. Okay. So, yeah, so 
afraid of being seen or afraid of being rejected, afraid of being put outside. Okay. Okay, I mean, that's, that's a really, it's a gateway for an emotional healing process, this fear of rejection. And this uh, being weird. I mean, how many people consider yourself weird? How would you say you have this kind of a self-image of? Okay, so about whatever. What's seven... inside is weird, not what? what's outside. What's inside is weird, not what's outside. Okay, yeah, I mean, so your experience of yourself. So that's the inside part, okay. I mean, what what... I'm, I'm saying, what if, of course, that was your, your entry door, is that you, you find yourself weird. And actually, what if most people are weird and they, and they, they can't admit it? They cannot mm. be radically honest about how weird they are. And, and, and to, to put that weirdness, just like you said, to put that weirdness in the face of people is shocking. And to shock people might not be the best way to create necessity, like you said, because it creates fear. And, it, and then the fear, if people, most people that you'll be talking to are on the old map of fear, meaning fear is bad. You know, if I'm feeling fear, it's dangerous. I have to avoid it. I'm out of control. She's out of control. This is not a place where I want to be because it's not okay to feel fear. So the, the creating fear over there will just create resistance, like you said. Um, and what I, what I wanted to, I mean, uh, many of you um, mentioned that is how do I, how do I talk about my work? How do I talk about my work so that it creates necessity, you know, and for your course, so that it doesn't create shock, it doesn't create fear over there. And it creates, and it still creates an experience that is outside of people's normal experience. Because then, then they remember you. Then they can be, God. And, you know, then they think about you, basically. Or they think about the space that you were holding. And there's a hunger in there that starts over there being, actually, I want more of that. I want more of that experience that I had in that space because it's more live, more connected, more intimate, more radically honest, more true. Than, than the fake life that I'm living, whatever the fake dead zombie life that I'm living. And it, and it only needs an experience of whatever, three, four, 5%. Really, it, it doesn't need to be an 80%, um, you know, I'm alive and, you know, what, and, and that's almost fake. You know, and it, this is not what I'm talking about, but how to create just a little crack in people so that they will want to visit your website. They'll want to read your articles. They want to listen to your music. They would want to, um, yeah, I mean, vi whatever, visit your website, you know, say, can I talk to you again? <laughs> can I talk to you again? Okay. But um, Aquarius, do you have space to do emotional healing process? Do you have people who can take you through those? I haven't asked for it yet. I haven't put it out there. I've been, I haven't done it. Okay. That's where I am. One of the ways to start in this work of emotional healing process is to first have a session that is really about inner navigating, inner navigating your emotional body. 
So anger, sadness, fear, and joy, and you know how, how, what the what the percentage big it is, what it is about, and just to get really comfortable and to get okay, I can navigate my heart, and I'm I decide when it starts, I decide when it stops. I'm not a victim of my feelings, and that really helps to f then have access to the whatever really the ecstatic transformation, the possibility that emotional healing process open. And I, I know a few people here who could really hold a really safe space um, and delicate space for you to navigate your heart. So do you want to ask here in this space right now for that? Would anyone here be willing to offer to hold space for me to navigate an inner, a, a, one of, a journey with my heart, an investigation with my heart? and emotional healing with my heart. Great. Thank you. Great. So, and you can do it three times. So there was Kian and Phyllis and Carol and just do it more than one time Aquarius. So then you get that you, um, you know, the first time it will be, you'll be in a some, some liquid state and the second time it will be a different kind of liquid state. And then the third time you'll be, okay, I can do this. I can really do this. And, and then you can step into uh, this emotional healing process about this fear of rejection. Cool. Okay. The first, I'm just learning what my emotional navigation is. Yes. Did I get Yeah. Yeah. We start there. Yeah. Okay. Anybody want to ask? Yeah. Thank you. Anybody want to ask for an inner navigating session? How to inner navigate your heart? Yeah, I do. Go ahead. Uh, I would like an emotional healing process on how to navigate my heart, the feelings in my heart, how to open up the feelings in my heart. Would anybody be interested in doing that with for me, with me? Great. You have <laughs> Dimitra, Devin, and Naomi, and you can spread it just spread it, um, you know, over a week or, or two, Phyllis. And next week in the Fear Club space, in the Fear Club 2.0, we'll hopefully get a chance to do this feeling cycle. And that is part of this inner navigation. So you'll have one more experience also of that in the Fear Club. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Anybody else? Yeah, maybe here. I feel like uh, this might be some something new for me. I yeah, learning about inner navigating, and I'm wondering if anybody here in the space is willing to go without with me. I'm not able to see all of the cameras at the same time. Um, so if you can use your voice, I, I I could I could hear you. Was that clear? Yes. Okay. I don't see anybody yet. I can hold space for you. This is Maria. And maybe I can, I will hold space for you too. Great, Dimitra and Maria. Thank you, Dimitra. Alrighty. Anybody else? Uh, and also me, Carol. I will hold space for you, Jorge. Cool. Thank you, Carol. Yeah. I want to ask someone to hold space for my heart too. And 
I don't see everyone, so please say your name. So, Dimitra, you said, I want to ask. And, and okay, then I don't, we... yes, yes. So I want, uh, will anyone hold space for my heart? And please say your name, because I cannot see all the cameras. Yes, Dimitra, Kian. Okay. Kian and Devon. And Devon. Thank you. Sky Blue, is there any uh, reason slash resistance for you to hold space for people? Um, yes, big, huge resistance right now. I'm kind of pushing people away. I'm sort of doing the thing that we talked about last week, which is trying to feed myself, trying to take care of myself. And there's barely anything I can, I can, um, I, at least the story is the way I feel is that I, I can't offer anything right now. I'm sort of like holding everything at the gate. I'm like, okay, no, I can't, I can't. So I'm sort of, there's huge resistance. So I don't know if that's, so, but I feel I may be. So the, let's say the resistance is actually fear. And that's my experience, that resistance is fear. What, what is the fear about? That I feel fear. I'll be, I'll, I feel fear that I'll be, that more will be taken from me that I am actually capable of giving at this time. So there's this uh, contraction and hoarding or, or kind of... Um, So your experience right now is that life or, or people or something is taking from you. Things have been taking from you. Um, more so that for a long time, I've, I kept ignoring the need for me to recharge and feed myself. And I just kept going and going because that was uh, quote unquote the right thing to do. Mm -hmm until I actually hit the wall and then I hit the wall again and hit the wall again and finally got to the point of being able to actually go away and be where I am right now to sort of give myself time to rebalance my electric system and, and, uh, and be with people again. So it actually took me quite a bit of effort to get on the call because I was like, uh, people. <laughs> um, but I'm glad that I'm here. Okay. I want to make an offer that when, anyway, I've had that experience. You know, I'm not saying that I have a similar experience, but I, I pro pro probably have some, something similar. And, and really what helped me was I, I really needed to grieve. I really needed to grieve years and decades of abuse, of self-abuse. And the grieving really can only happen with another consciousness. And, and it, it's a very simple and delicate space where or no, nothing is asked of you, but just to be with you know, what's, what's needed right now for you to uh, recharge. And maybe one thing in the way would be the lack of grieving of of having done that to yourself yeah there's definitely something there because as soon as you just said it like i'm, I'm... <laughs> uh, 
um, I just don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, and that's the, that's the beauty of that space is that you don't need, you don't need to know. The grieving is really, you don't need to know what it is. And then your heart yeah. will speak. Yeah. It's interesting. It never occurred to me, like when you said that, you know, grieving is something that can only happen in the presence of another consciousness because my belief is is that you know i just need to go away and grieve <laughs> so maybe that's that's a new uh, possibility to consider for me that actually grieving um could happen in a in a space of togetherness but yeah, I think I would say that you definitely like, pushed just the right button. To make it, so, so do you want to do you want to ask for that space from anybody here? You and you can ask for somebody in particular, or ask just in general, or not ask at all. Hmm. I do. Um, would anyone be available to hold space for me and um, and just grieve whatever comes? I will. Well, too. Okay. So, Phyllis and Aquarius, I'm. You know, I don't know. Maybe it. Maybe some of the grieving has to also to do with you. I don't know. And so I'm, I'm saying probably Skype will start with start with Phyllis and then um, then if you know whatever, if it feels appropriate to do it with Aquarius, also do it. And it's you know, in a in the space with Clinton, we we hold really that space for each other. Um, and just for the first time you do this, I would do it with somebody a little bit more neutral. Great, super. Thank you. Thank you. Is there any anything else from anybody else? Just right now. We're still in this question ah. about the circle and the necessity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I would. Yes. Basically, I'm. I noticed that I gave the question of my circle to my gremlin and my child, like my gremlin having resentment about my circle not being bigger and my child like in this, I want it to happen by some magical force. And I'm really glad to have this conversation right now because I, I sense that I can own it as an adult, that building, to build my circle. And, and the, what, what I notice in that is, there's a story that I hold, like about me and my gremlin or about, like I have the, this self image of being evil in some way or like 
destructive for other people in which or like my gremlin being destructive in which I'm like I'm not ready yet to do that yeah okay thank you and I, I wrote I wrote it down like as as an something to look at Yeah, I mean, there's basically two different kind of boxes or two different kind of gremlins. If we can distinguish them is there's the, the box that will say I'm special. You know, I'm, I'm the angel, the chosen one coming down from the light to save the world. You know, and then there's probably this one that you say is I'm evil. You know, I'm, and in a, yeah, I'm and in a way it's special. It is special to be evil. Mm. So that you might want to start with that about this need to be special, that you're, you're more evil than other people or you're more destructive than other people or you're more uh, whatever, the chosen one. And, and, and when that comes with nobody understands me. Nobody can be with me. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, I, I still want to practice something. So we, and we have about 30 minutes or something to do this. And I, I would like to, to practice like what some of you mentioned about this telling, telling legends and telling the legends about your work in a way that is not, you know, there's an idea and I, I've seen that often about legend, make, legend telling is it has to be this excited, this is what I did and it was amazing. And, and, and I, I would like to try something else. And, and the kind of legend is um, about being really clear about a space that you've held. So either with a group or on a one-on-one -on -one person or with your children or with your, one of your parents, it, it does not matter. But to, and, and to tell that you could hold a space like that and what happened in the space that you held because you held it like this. And, and, to, and to basically own what, what you did. To just be more with yourself. And the extra uh, experiment is that, that the way that you tell the legend, you, the way you tell the story opens a crack in the other person of being God, wh whatever the crack is, you know, it could be, I would like somebody to hold a space like this for me, or I want to learn how to hold a space like this. God, I think I've, I've, hold, I've held spaces like this and I've never talked about it to anyone, whatever the crack is, but you're trying to build a necessity, a, an experience over there that will awaken something that was not awakened before, if I can put it like this. But, but you still, but as you're telling a legend about one of the space that you were holding, I mean, I just want to say the example, you know, that wasn't, I wasn't telling a legend about my space. Well, I did when I was talking about yesterday in the fear club. So that was one, that was one way of creating legend when I was talking about the way I had, I held space in the fear club 2.0 yesterday, I needed to bring more of myself. So that was part of a legend about the space. But this morning we were having breakfast and, and Devin reminded 
reminded Clinton and I about uh, a legend making ha uh, story from the lab in Mafra where actually the, 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 the main character is here in the space where we were in a big circle and Clinton and I were in the middle and we had a chair waiting for uh, somebody to come and do a process and we were just kind of chatting with Clinton and trying to, what is this space for? And then we said, okay. And then both of our hands moved and we pointed towards Kian. And, and it, was, it was the emotional healing process for, for Kian. But so this is, it, it wasn't, it, it just touched Devin. And the way that he said it was a legend for us, but I'm, uh, for me and Clinton, but what I'm saying is you can do that for yourself without, it's not about being arrogant. It's not about crushing other people. And it's about just being really clear about what you can do. And, and it's a way of talking about your work. So that's one way of talking about your work. So we'll do this in groups of three. And you have, so one person is telling the story and the two other people are listening. And the two other people, you can give slight coachings. You know, say it like this or add this detail or this would be more powerful. So you just don't hesitate to coach so that the, the landing just becomes more powerful. Okay, any questions? Let's try this. I'll tell you when to shift to the next person. We'll have about whatever, six minutes, something like that. in the forest and something happened and one participant just hurt herself and me as a main space holder a part of me was saying maybe you should feel guilty because a person hurt herself and you were not aware and you were not there and and she was so angry and I could also be there and just listen to her and something was so present in me that okay okay I, yeah go to sort of said slow, slower in terms of more details. So you said okay. a participant, but actually it was a woman. So yeah. a woman hurt, and you can put a little bit of theatrics in. Okay. No, just, so it's not just flat. And, mm. and, you know, it hurt herself. Where did she hurt herself? What happened? How did she feel? And, and mm. how you held that space? So we can, we can kind of move into uh, your memory of that space. Okay, thank you. So it was 
uh, a rainy day where we decided to do anger work in the forest. And I was with uh, seven people and walking in front. And there was two old ladies in the group. And I didn't make clear for myself how the earth could be, how sliding would be. And I was alone as a space holder. And all of a sudden, I just lost one elder lady. She was not there anymore. And I had to take a decision. Should I be with the group and go forward that they are already connecting with their anger? Or I should come back and check for her. It was so... And I took a decision to be with the team and thinking that, okay, she couldn't manage and I will see later. And when I came back, she was so angry because she slid, she hurt her knee and she just wanted to leave the place and she didn't believe in community anymore. And yeah, completely angry. And I decided to be there. Even one of the other participants told me, Buket, don't go because she is so angry at you. I said, this is the moment to go there. And I went in her room for 20 minutes. I listened all the things that all this actually unconscious anger was coming. And I was just there and she was also inviting me to clear my energy because she was kind of vomiting her anger and her hatred. And a part of me was like, do you feel guilty? Even she was sometimes inviting me. Are you feeling guilty right now? Because I was trying to help her bringing the food to her room and supporting. And then she asked me, do you feel guilty right now? Are you covering your guilty? And I say, no, I don't feel guilty because what happened, it happened and I took decision and I learned actually next time what I need to take care of. And she was just shocked by this and she couldn't speak anymore. And today I create this space for all of them to bring the clarity and to welcome uh, this old woman to the group any, again because she just felt disconnected and it was really powerful for me because I could be just there and not taking anything personally and hold another space okay. to create the group dynamic yeah the other coaching would be when you say it was powerful for me then you have an experience but we don't really know mm. and then you make it about then then it's almost a secret. It's like almost hidden in you. And so instead, instead of saying it's powerful for me, say what you learn or what, what, ha or what they learned or what, um, and, and so you, you bring it out for us actually. Yeah. yeah. What I receive after holding this space today, other participants, they just came and say, we are all feeling guilty what did happen. And you, as a main space holder, you were just so present here, accepting what did happen and propose and also show us what you want to do or what you don't want to do next time. And this just opened their heart and eyes because half of the group were feeling guilty and crying. And me, I was just there to hold space for all of them. This is what I would say for me was powerful. Okay. What about, um, I think that was a new experience for you too. You know, so it's like, what, who, who have you become? Or like, or maybe you realized you become something that six months ago you would have been guilty and, and been a, you know, 
the, you've been in a low drama and, and come to say, so I, I became this person who could, can you say that? Does that make sense to you that that's some, that's a new experience also for you as a space holder? Yes. And I have, yeah, I, I, I just don't know how to, yeah, how to answer to that. Would you give me some? Yeah, it's. Possibility for this? It, I mean, it could really start by saying, I realize that I've changed. I've realized that I've grown. Because six months ago, I was so hookable. And and now I've I've learned to be unhookable in terms of guilt. I've done enough emotional healing process. You know, you can start bringing this distinction. I've unmixed my guilt. And, and to do that, then the result was, like you said, being able to be present with what is. So, but try to find your own word. You just have yeah. like, yeah, 30 seconds. Or so. Now it's clear, yeah. It just, yeah, it just come like I became a magician to create invisible walls to protect my role of space holder. It doesn't make sense, but it's it's like kind of it's not the protecting, but just being there present. Like in the moment that I can be competitive triggered or feeling something else than yeah, I don't have right now that clarity. Okay, I think my invitation was also that in this legend making you can you can talk about the evolution that that has brought you to that place. Mm-hmm. And to be and to also be vulnerable. God, six months ago I was so hookable. I would have not been able to hold that space. And and the work that I've done for me is serving, I realize is actually in service of other people. So anyway, that would have been kind of my orientation yeah. um, to also bring the, the work that you're doing and people can do, okay, what is, what is the work that you're doing? Then, you, you know, that's the kind of doors that you open. So, yeah, just um, it felt like the door that you opened was about the rage and the guilt. And I think you could have opened just a few more about and being by being vulnerable about your own, your own work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Hole, do you have any feedback in coaching? Mm, uh, it feels like this is still something I'm very much practicing and learning, and perhaps something that I do uh, at this point on unconsciously, or that I've done before unconsciously. Um, uh, I yeah, I associate with that that part of like bringing your. What it, what it was learned from you, like to bring it from inside, like something that this was powerful for me to, to say, like bringing a, a outside that that feels like it, it unravels the 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 secret that's inside uh, and it brings it outside as a, as a way that somebody else can relate and the, the other others can relate. So any any coaching, any new any possibilities. 
for Bouquet. Um, Just for it to be more powerful and, and create more necessity across for her people. Yeah, like uh, there was at that point uh, where the, there was a decision to, to stay with a, with a team or to go with a help the person that was uh, isolated. Um, the, oh, the possibility, I guess, is for... Oh, I'm sorry. It seems like you're going to give possibility about the situation that happens. What I'm asking is possibilities about the way Bouquet delivered well, the legend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I don't. I don't have a possibility right now. Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah. We're shifting to the now. next person. So you you're on the hot spot. Alrighty. Holy. Well, let me tell you about this story. Thank you. <laughs> I'm here. I've been holding space for for Rage Club or three 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 initiation. So that's uh, anger, conscious anger expression. And this has been like in person, like people that I'm working in person with, so in live, face to face. And some of these people they are like deeply, Holy, deeply, I'm gonna, deeply inside I, of. I'm interrupting yeah. you. Um, and Bukit, you can just anytime you can give feedback and coaching. But so, okay, you're talking to us, and we quote unquote know what three 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 is. But if you're talking to other people, this is completely unknown. So you have to say. I'm holding space with free, free, free. This is what free, free, free is. And, and that opens the door of the possibility of that happening mm -hmm. in people's life. So shift, shift, go. Use that as a door. I see. So there is this space that I've been holding uh, for people to express their conscious anger. And I want to, like, there's this guy that I was working with, uh, he's been in deep isolation. Um, Holy, just pause um, for a second. The, it, it was great when you started saying, I'm holding space for this conscious anger initiation called 333. That lands it. It's real. It's not a fantasy world theory of what is conscious anger initiation. And I don't know, people have all sorts of fantasy world about that. 333 is, and then you say what it is, mm -hmm. and that makes it real. It makes it not mm -hmm. a theory, new age, whatever. So that was a great start. So, so okay. start again there. Okay, and with this guy uh, that I work with, he's very, he has, he's building so, he has so much anger inside, even his voice was there. Oh, hey, I'm going to stop you again. <laughs> you haven't done it. I've given you the coaching twice. You haven't explained what 333 is. Okay. You start from the beginning. Okay. And then you explain All what 333 right, right. is, okay? Okay, here we go. I've been practicing, I've been holding space, um, for a, this space called 333, which is a, a space where you get to express your conscious, uh, consciously anger. You get to go into uh, the anger that's inside of you and you get to express it. And so, well, wait, what else it, can I tell you, you about say, this space? How does it work? You say how it works. It's for three months. It's a process that's for three months, three times a week. You have to, so do you get that? It's like people don't, don't know this stuff is possible and you have to lay it out mm -hmm. you know in the details how does it go so say explain right. how it goes all right i guess the challenge i'm having is in like like knowing like who am i talking to because i thought at first i was talking with you uh and with the like the two of it, you look hold uh, it does not matter even if people think they know what 333 <laughs> is 
you, you tell them anyway. Just tell them anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's Let's practice see. for you. All righty. Uh, I've been holding space for uh, this practice called 333 Initiation. It's about uh, expressing your conscious anger uh, for the duration of three minutes every practice uh, for three times a week during three months. Go. Oh. And this, uh, initi- this initiation practice being about uh, activating your voice, activating your authority and like reclaiming back your authority about who you are and uh, what, you, what you got to bring to this world. This practice also gives you the courage uh, to go into other emotions, uh, the other emotions of sadness and fear and even joy. It, it allows for more aliveness in your body to come through. It's a super powerful practice that is been bringing aliveness and big shift in my life in terms of how how I can how I relate to the world and how I stand up for what I believe and for how do I stand up for for the things that matter to me. Okay, and, okay, that's um, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. It was mm-hmm. even a little bit too long. So then. Now it's clear what 333 is, and now you go into the legend. So, during one of those 333 practice, this happened. I see. I see. During one of the 333 practices, I was working with a, with a guy that uh, I had recently met, but that was uh, referred to a, a good friend. And he, he had so much anger built up into him. Like he said, I don't know how to get it out. And I said, like, let's try it. Let's try it. even just a little bit. And I gave him a towel if he wanted to like use it, but he like didn't want to use it. And, and say, I, I, he got to the point where he was ready to do it. And he was holding a blanket. And uh, I said, okay, like the, uh, I got the timer here. I, I set it for three minutes and say, okay, go, go, let's do it. And he was ready, and he, uh, I didn't, I didn't set up the space properly. Uh, I didn't set up the the two rules, the two main rules of the, of the space, which is don't don't hurt yourself and don't hurt others. And and he he went on uh, like screaming out like on his foot, and he went on like like kicking. He went on and kick a tree, and he was hitting up a tree, and I was in, I was very scared that he was gonna hurt himself with what he was doing. And it was uh, such a big explosion of, of anger. Uh, and uh, it was awesome because I felt safe in being holding that space there for him. It, where like before, like this would have been like something so scary for me that like I, I would have like like run away from there or just go go somewhere else. I guess I wouldn't be holding that space for him. Uh, but the point being, like, he, he was able to express that and like go in. Like, I think he was only he only did it for less than one minute, and then he had to go back inside and, and go back in. And and uh, then later on, like, he was able to try it on. Okay, a little wait, bit wait. More. you have you have fifteen seconds. So wrap it up. Couple mm-hmm. sentences of wrapping it up. 
So I, I think the holding space for, for this conscious anger uh, can be very powerful. And there is also what I'm evalu uh, learning right now is what is the, the space that is needed afterwards to take care of, of the of, of the being that, that is like being held space for. And, and use the, like all the possibilities that this space is bringing for, for transformation is very amazing. If you want to know more about like how to join a tree to tree practice, you visit the www.mystrikingly.com <laughs> or send me a message or uh, <laughs> check out my website. It was an advertisement. This. Yeah, this is a legend telling advertisement. <laughs> okay, boy, I don't. Do you do theater? Uh, I I wish I did more. Yeah, because. There's, it's, it's a part of it that's like, um, it kind of drags on and, and, it, and, it, and it's like, and, and I'm not with you about, God, I, this is what I'm holding space for. And this guy came up and he was kind of acting crazy. And I have was scared the shit out of my hand of like holding space for a crazy person. And actually, you know, and this happened and, 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 and we completed it like this and it was fantastic. And I learned so much. You know, and that mm -hmm. basically your story kind of fits in a minute and a half and you did it for like six minutes. I see. It, so it, it would be a practice to, to tell these legends. It's really t how to tell legends. Like people tell the story around the campfire and it was entertaining and exciting. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we, you want to know more. You want to know the next thing. So you definitely need mm -hmm. practice about that. And I, I, I can just as a yeah possibility to sometimes making things bigger even if it is not that much big it's fit in the legend yeah legend telling so i can see in your energy mm -hmm. actually you could really make this you know what is going on in 333 and yeah. also all these things that i give him blanket i give him towel and <laughs> like in the, why did you give blanket and towel you know just making all this curiosity also maybe a little bit more energy from yeah it's i could feel the sadness and a bit fear while you were saying your legend and i think this part like with joy could perfectly let people wow what's going on and i want to do that yeah and also i would love to also hear at the end actually what did happen to that guy i mean he was kicking mm -hmm. the trees and this would be also part of what was also for him this experience yeah. mm -hmm. Do you want yeah. to have a second chance? I've been practicing a lot, telling stories, telling legend. So you, you get to have a second chance. Mm -hmm. Are you we, ready? We, we, like, uh, I would love to, to hear you if you'd like to share it. Fine. Okay, I'll do it then. God. Okay. <laughs> Here we are. We were in Brazil. So not this time. It was in 2019. And we're holding space in this dome. And the dome is so hot because it's completely um, her hermetic. It's completely closed and it's summer and it's tropical and, and we all are just sweating and hot. And this, one of the guy, it was a guy that I didn't know. One of the men comes to me after one of the session and says, I need to talk to you. And I, I said, okay, what is this about? And he said, look, you are making me evil. You're making me a patriarchal asshole evil. 
And I said, look, I think it's better if we have this conversation in this whole circle because, because it's going to help people to have this conversation. It's an important conversation. So here we are, we come back into the next session and, and, and he's there and he's ready. He's ready to have this conversation with me. And, um, and Clinton says, and Claire, please stand up and ask two women to hold you. So, and then I was in standing rage position. And, and he says, look, uh, um, to this man, he said, look, it might be almost, it, it might be safer if you're also in a standing rage position, okay? Because she's going to scream at you and we don't know what's going to happen. And, and so he, we're both in this standing rage position. Everybody's around us. And, and Clinton says, just go ahead. And I just start, you know, I just start shouting and making sounds. And it's like, come on, tell me. And, and, and dress that it, it needed like 10 seconds of me shouting for him to just go crazy and lose completely kind of lose his mind and for 20 minutes for 20 minutes he shouted at me like everything he just put everything on the table and I was just standing there everybody was just standing there and we were just listening to what he has to say and at the end he stops after 20 minutes he stops and says Okay, that was the conversation I wanted to have. And Clinton, who was holding space, said, do you think that was a conversation? And everybody's waiting, you know, in this silence of, do you think that was a conversation? And he really thought that that was a conversation. And after this 20 minutes of, and I was just doing black holes, like not really clicking my finger, but doing black holes, and, and he could finally get real with, with what was going on we all sat together in a circle and every single person could give him feedback about how he was patriarchal and numb and uh, out of con out of con contact with women how he would abuse women and enter their space and touch touch us without our permission but it 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 took this amount of time and um, energy coming from him to create a safe space. And I was basically this, the receiver. And, and, and after an hour and a half of holding space for feedback, really gentle feedback, but, but true, he finally broke down crying and completely collapsed in this grief of what he was creating, what he was creating for himself and for other people. And, he never talked to me after that. And I've never heard anything from him, but I, I think about him. I, th I really think about him and about um, that I could, I could face him. Like as a woman, I could face him and that served him also. That really served him. And, and many, um, the men and the women in, in that circle who we were holding space for, for a lab. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, please come to an end. Uh, please give me feedback and coaching. This was a great example for how to speak about this. <laughs> yeah. Thank okay. you, Chloe. Okay, yeah, I got some ideas. Okay, you get one, you get two minutes, Jorge. Go ahead. <clears throat> Just sort of wrap it up in a couple okay. minutes. But I want to tell you about this other uh, another space of anger conscious anger expression that I was holding space for I already told you about the 333 practice okay hold on. this is too much prelude too much prelude just start we don't need all of mm -hmm. this just start mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
we're uh, a holding space for a, a group of people in in the bus. We have a bus where there is set up to, to hold space for these sessions of uh, healing and uh, closeness and vulnerability. And it was my, my friend's uh, turn to, to go into his conscious anger expression for three minutes. And I haven't seen a, a conscious anger expression like this before. Um, he started like hitting, hitting, uh, and screaming so loud, and it was at the same. It was amazing to witness this. He was, he started taking off his clothes because he was so hot, uh, and and then he took off his his shirt too, and and he was just getting hotter and hotter, and and he was like hitting, uh, and we were all like like witnessing witnessing his rage. And all of a sudden, he he starts rolling around, and he opens the back doors of the bus, and he he jumps out of the bus, and now now it's like, holy crap! The safe space is is open now, like the the, the space has been like open, like the doors are wide open, and he went walking okay. it outside in this uh, huge state of rage. Okay, okay, and yes, then. Dear. And then uh, we, I went, I went running outside to see what was happening. I went running outside, and and he was hitting uh, the ground. He, he was hitting the ground, and and then after after the three minutes were up, like I, we called him back inside, and we all had a a, a coming in and a close closing in of what happened. Uh, okay. Okay. Some feedback and coaching. Of the, Some feedback and coaching. Yes. The way you tell the story is more for you than it is for us. So somehow you need to, yeah. ha, I don't know, Buket, if you have any ideas of experiments about making it for us. Yeah. Yeah, like it. Uh, what have you lived actually is like the essence of what you've seen that we can also imagine. So we were not there, but how you can make it short and clear that we can really see this scene while we are listening to you. This would help and maybe shorter sentences than whole the process that was happening there. Okay, see you in the main room. <laughs> Welcome back. Okay, we have oh. four minutes. What did you learn? What works? How, how can we do this better? We need practice. Specifics. <laughs> Need to talk about specifics <laughs> and be and be big and you know and allow ourselves to be big, you know, to step into the space. Yeah. This thing about exaggerating. I mean, this is, we we need it. We need this exaggeration about what I was feeling, what they were feeling, what they were creating, yeah. what they were doing. Yeah, really. Uh, and it. Because otherwise it doesn't come across. The exaggeration will just make it that it, it barely come across. And I really wanted another, you know, especially right now, it's like, oh, I kind of get it now. And I kind of want another turn so I can do it a little differently, you know? And maybe I'll do it after we, we leave the, the meeting. I don't know, we'll see. Okay. Probably mm -hmm. will. Okay. <laughs> I, I have a question about this and it doesn't need to be answered here, but when I hear exaggeration, I'm like, so you mean, trying to convince someone and they're not the same thing, but that's what comes up in me. It's like, how do you get rid of it? Yeah, anyway. Okay. 
done. Good. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're in the writing house. We're going to do some theater work. We're going to have Naomi be our be our space holder for theater work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to answer to you, David. Actually, before in the room, I tell my legend in a way that. And Claire was just with open eyes listening to me and like she even couldn't stop me to give feedback. It was so legendary. You know, like now I exaggerate. Okay, I also think something more anyway. It would be you know, it's like a, just let your grandma too. <laughs> yeah, we had we had some cool findings about the speed in which you speak. It was actually twice it was really helpful to, to slow down a little bit. And also in the holding space, usually as a space holder, you, you, you find some distinction, which is valuable. And then to share that distinction in your sharing provides value. And we did an experiment with trying to start with the distinction instead of having it after five minutes that somebody has been, you know, paying attention to you all that time. Cool. We found... Oh, go ahead. We found that, that also personalizing for the legendary, for the person speaking the legend, as you say, the distinction, also what was, what was, the, what was their takeaway? Where, how is it for the legendary, the person who's giving the legend that creates connectivity with the listeners? Uh, yeah. We had another cool thing that... Mary, can I say something about the two other findings and then you, you, because I'm making a list. For the distinction, I also found that, for example, Jorge was talking about the 333. And to, even if people think they know what 333 is, is to explain. I was holding space for 333. That's three months, three times a week. For three minutes, we go in this anger. And you need only one or two sentences, but then the possibility of that existing is in the space. And that's mm. one of the crack. It's one of the door. So you can also talk about what was the space that you were holding? What's, what was specific about it? And, um, and look, what Aquarius, you were saying, what was your takeaway? One of the things that I found powerful is also, to, as the legend teller, is to say how the, what I have done to change so that I could hold a space that was legendary. And so in a way, it's a vulnerable thing, but I'm saying I, you know, my emotional healing process that, or because I could unmix my shame or I can unmix my guilt, then I could hold a space of presence. Oh, you can unmix your guilt because you can unmix your shame. So that's an, it, it creates this other door of these possibility come, come into existence. I want to speak on this distinction. Oh, sorry. Someone wanted to speak. Yeah. No, me first. But Okay, go ahead. Yeah, just um, that if we found also that if as a space holder, you're sharing a legend about your space holding, that then it makes sense to address how the space was, like what was the quality of the space or, or how did you hold the, the, the space? Was it oozing or yeah, what did or how did you transform the space? So it's more than just about yourself, also about the other person and what happened for them. And interesting. Cool. Go ahead, Kim. And I, I want to speak on this distinction of exaggerating, exaggeration, because for my, I think for my box of being like some, like being wrong or something like not doing it right, 
the exaggeration <laughs> is actually the antidote to that. And actually, there's way more joy and amazingness in what is going on than my box allows myself to see 90% of the time. And for that, it is really needed. Yes. I mean, this goes back to this, what are we noticing and what, what we're not noticing? What are we blocking and noticing? And I, and I think you're, you're, we're blocking a lot ourselves from noticing the amazingness of the space that we hold and the space that other people hold. And, 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 it, and it's bringing that with joy. I think that's Bouquet, you were saying that uh, in our group about it really also needs this, this joy force in this uh, storytelling. Um, legend telling cool okay this is it it's one fruity over here thank you thank you next week thank you thank you so much thank you oh wait 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 <laughs> if you want to practice telling legends you can record a voice message and then send it in the group you can do that phyllis okay bye <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you. <laughs>